Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the Upper Tier, the football podcast we bring you each and every week out there on YouTube. Audio versions of the show are available on Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. And tonight we're going to continue our Legends series where we look back at the careers of League of Ireland players. And tonight joining me, a very special guest, the one and only Eddie Gormley. Eddie, how are you, my man? How are you keeping? I'm all good, I'm all good. Good. Listen, pleasure to have you on. And listen, thanks a million for taking the time. Come on and also we can have this chat and deep dive into the career and have a good chat about it. Um, where do we begin? We have to go back to the start, Eddie. We have to go back to St. Joseph's Boys. Um, talk to me about that time. Was <laughs> it? Oh, I think I started there when I was eight until I was eighteen. Yeah. Um, I was with Joey's. Um. I was never one for moving around clubs, so um had a few opportunities to move or move to different clubs uh, in my schoolboy days, but now nah, I was a Joey's man through and through. Yeah, I remember going to school, Eddie. I, I had the pleasure of going to school with uh, a couple of guys who had great careers in the League of Ireland. I went to Benilda's there up in Stalorgan, but the talk always in school was always about the boys going down to do the trials at Joey's. Because Joey's was always the breeding ground for lads for the League of Ireland and to go across the water. So I, I went to school with James Keddy, of course, and William Burke. Willie Burke had a great career at St. Pat's, of course, and moved to Rovers. And James had a great career even up in Derry with Felix and all. And they won a, won a host of leagues and cups and stuff like that and all. So I had the pleasure of going with them. But the talk on a Friday was always about these trials coming up in Joey's and stuff like that. It was always an exciting time in school. Um, so I, th- I thought I'd get your get your get your view on that. The lads used to always talk so fondly about that was the place to be. It doesn't matter where you played football. Joey's is where you had to play football if you wanted to have a career in football in Ireland. So yeah, it was very cool. Um, so talk to me. The move came for Bray Wanderers, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, James and Willie. Now, obviously, I played with Willie. Played against yeah. James, but. <clears throat> The two lads played with my younger brother, David, on the same team. So I would have known them for a, a long time before they went into the League of Ireland. Um, but no, I mean, I finished up with, with Joey's under 18 Premier and didn't get a, a call off anybody. And then Pat Devlin phoned me one day and asked me to meet him and have a chat. And I just met him, had a chat and said, come down pre-season, train and see how it goes. So... Uh, Lucky enough, it worked out well for me. Very good. Um, and th- that was the that was the move to Bray, was it? Yeah, literally, it was. That was it. Pat lived in um, the estate across we call the river, so literally across the the river from me, you know. Yeah. So I had me lunch one day from work, and he says, "I'll meet you at the bridge there. I'll walk down back down." To, I worked in H Williams at the time, so. We went down there and I, I ended up signing for, for Bray, you know. So, uh, but I knew Pat anyway before that. He, he was always at the games up in Joey's, you know. Very good. And how did the, how did the, uh, how did the first season go there at Bray? Well, I, I, I only, I ended up, I was only there for, I think, two or three months. Um, I think I played about 12 or 13 games and, um, then Spurs came in and signed me. Um, I actually went to Liverpool on trial before that. I think it would have been early in the season, maybe two, three games in. I went to Liverpool on trial and 
um oh enjoyed it but uh, it just wasn't for me so um they obviously asked me to sign but i wouldn't sign um and then the sports team came along and uh, decided to move there and what was what was it like the transition over from bright to sports very difficult i have yeah. to say I think I arrived on a Monday and they had a reserve game on the Tuesday or the Wednesday and they started me in it against uh, Gillian and uh, I remember after about 20 going what the hell am I doing here this is the, just the pace of it and I thought I'm just totally out of my depth here you know so uh, um, but like listen the reality kicks in you go it's going to take you time to adjust and I sort of said I'd give it a season and, and hopefully by then um, I'd be up to speed and thankfully I was who were, the, who were the key names over there at the time Eddie when you went to Spurs who would have been the bigger names the household names that we might know with the first team um, Ozzy Ardiles, um you would have had uh, Gascoigne Lineker um, Paul Allen Gary Mabbitt Gary Mabbitt yeah um, yeah um, the, the likes of them, really, they would have been the, the, the mainstays of the team at the time, you know. Mm. So then you went through a couple of loan, uh, loan periods to Chesterfield, Motherwell and Shrewsbury and then found yourself at Doncaster Rovers. Yeah, I, I went out on loan. Um, I think the first place I went was uh, Barnet in the conference. Barry Fry was the manager. Absolutely, no, loved Barry, but absolutely bats he was. He was mad. Yeah. My introduction to my first game was we were playing, um, we were playing in an FA Cup qualifying game. Um, and they were, I think we were 2 0 down at half time. And we went and then he, he just picked up the tray of tea and, and milk and coffee and just threw it straight, drowned it everybody and went absolutely bananas like so. I was going, what well, got myself into here? That was the first game. But uh, I actually ended up, I'd done all right for the minute. I scored an OG that day, actually. We got beat 3-0. But um, I went in training then on the Monday with, with Spurs and I got dragged into the office and uh, dressed down for actually playing in the game. I didn't realise that you're you're not allowed to play in the, the FA Cup, you know, if, if you're out on loan. Okay, yeah. In case... You know, something happens during the season, and you do. They do need you, you know. So yeah. I had a, obviously a little uh, talking to there, but um, no, I enjoyed enjoyed Barnet, and then I went to Chesterfield. Um, really enjoyed there, done really well. They actually put a bid in for me, but Spurs turned it down. Um, so I had a couple of loan spells, then obviously went to Motherwell. That didn't work out. I played uh, a reserve game the first weekend I was there. And then ended up having to fly back to, to London to get an operation because I, I did a hernia. So um, that didn't work out, unfortunately. But um, no, Shrewsbury. And then um, I think that was it. Shrewsbury, I think, was my last team I went out and loaned it. Yeah. And then after the move to Doncaster. Yeah, I, I finished my three years at Spurs and they offered me another year. Um, and I felt at that particular time I was probably I was, I was playing particularly well, doing really well, but I didn't think I'd get me opportunity in sports. So um, I decided to take uh, the free transfer, and I, and 
I ended up going to Doncaster, met met Billy Bremner and um, Steve Beaglehold, who were the, the manager and assistant manager. was impressed what they said, and I ended up signing there for three years. What was it like under Billy Bremner? Brilliant, I have to say. Yeah. Um, just he used to train with the stuff like he was. He was probably in his maybe he's forty that stage, for in mid forties. But yeah. like even then, he was quality. You now he used to used to get involved in the eleven v elevens, you know, to set up play on a Friday, and uh, he'd be in a, a pair of white runners. He'd be the best player on the pitch. Like he was just ridiculous. Like, yeah. but um. No, great man to sit and have a point and and tell he tell you stories about the old Leeds team and yeah. some of the things they got up to like yeah. just hilarious he was. I'll tell, tell you great but, stories uh, about Gilesy and all and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, all of them. You know, yeah. we couldn't repeat them, but uh, <laughs> no, he was just just to even learn from him. You know, obviously yeah. he's a midfield player as well. So, mm. um, I always remember we don't we played. One, one 11 v 11 set up game and I was playing in the middle of the park at the time and the ball went down the right and I was running into the box he was on the opposition and the next thing I know I'm on the ground trying to gasp him for breath you know <laughs> what he doing is he stopped dropped his shoulder let me because I was watching the ball and uh, I ran straight into his shoulder he was solid now for a small man he was yeah. solid but he, he caught me right and winded me and he goes, I always remember, son, I always watch where you're going. Where you, I always watch where you're running into. Uh, things like that, little things like that, you know. But he, he was just, he was, his knowledge of the game was incredible, incredible. Yeah, those those older guys, they're so precise in their advice, aren't they? It's it's so yeah. simplistic with them. It's not a, it's yeah. not difficult at all. It's just, you know, always no. watch where you're going. <laughs> it's like he always said, it's a simple game. Just yeah. keep it simple, you know. Absolutely. So, um what what what's your what's your highlights or memories of Doncaster? Um the first season we, we actually we had a good side. Um I think we were we were up the top for most of the season. Then we sold a couple of players in, in the first transfer window and uh we started to dip a bit. Um the second season um we uh we hit financial trouble, you know, but Probably my last season there, done really well. Um was just found the game so so easy to go out and play. It was, you know, I was really I was on fire. And um so no, the probably the third season was the was like we, we were in the relegation battle, but we had a good bunch of lads, a good squad squad of players like that stuck together. And um eventually we see, we seen ourselves safe, which was great. Um but then obviously we had the little fallout then the end of that season. My contract was up. Um my wife just had her first child. He was only a couple of months old and it sort of fell into place then that um we had a big fallout. I wouldn't sign a new contract for them, so I ended up moving back then to uh to to Ireland. Yeah, it was it was kinda of, was it did you feel it was time a number of things had happened, it was time to come home? No, I I'd have been probably still there now, except for oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It was it wasn't it wasn't nice. It was it was we left on 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 uh, not good terms, put it that way. I mean, I'd I'd been player of the year for the two years in a row, the last two years. Um, 
we were playing exceptionally well. A lot of clubs looking at me, and and then we had a, a big bust up where the 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 contract they offered me I found very insulting. So for where I was at that particular time in my career, so obviously then there was a, a I won't go into it. There was a few other things that that was done that um was shocking really by by the the, the manager Steve Beaglehold. So um. Let's just say there was a big fallout and I rang Pat and said, get me the hell out of here, get me home. So, and the wife was happy enough to move home at that stage anyway. So yeah. I moved back to Ireland then. Awesome. So a lone spell then at Drogheda United and then the move mm-hmm. to uh, St. Pat's. Yeah, well, what happened there was you back then there wasn't the Bosman rule. So if they offered you a new contract, they could retain you. So, you, but they had to pay you. You know, so I just basically uh, said to Pat, organise a loan deal. They won't release me. So um, I had to go back on loan first. So I went on loan for, I think it was about two or three months. At that stage, I was miles overweight because I hadn't done any pre-season. They wouldn't let me do pre-season. They wouldn't let me play in matches. So um, I was a good, nearly two stone overweight, I'd say, you know. I had a small baby, I think. But um, so I went back, and to be fair, Pat, Pat played me when he probably shouldn't have played me at Drogheda because I wasn't fit. But um, uh, I stayed there for three months, and then after three months, they agreed to release me. So um, I ended up moving then to Pat's. Brian Kerr rang me, and, and I had a chat with Brian, and he told me, "Yeah, listen, you're a good." You're a good header. You're a good kicker, the ball, and he says, "But you need to lose weight. You're a fat guy, so you're you're gonna have to you're gonna have to work hard and train." And so, to be fair, he he worked the socks off me for six months, and the start of the following season, I never looked back. That's fantastic, yeah. Brian. Brian's one of those lads, isn't it? There's no messing around with Brian. He just and he and he says it exactly how it is. I love listening to Brian even on TV. He just he just shoots from the hip and just he's real old yeah. school in the way he talks about stuff and all. It's fantastic to listen to. Such a character. Um. Well, what was the relationship like there with Brian? Uh, was it good, yeah. Top notch. Ah, uh, yeah, brilliant. I mean, I, I genuinely even to this day now, he, um. We get on brilliant now, I have to say. Like, he was good for me, and obviously, I was doing well at the time. So, um, but you know, he did. He ran me solid for about six months after every training session until I lost the weight. Yeah. But uh, no, I just loved, bro. I just loved the detail he went into, you know, sometimes too much detail, but he was ahead of his time at, the, at that particular time. Like, the, the, the team talks and the, the, Doing the, all the the analysis before you played, you knew exactly who you were coming up against, and yeah. I just found it brilliant, you know. And I think the lads did as well. Yeah, we had um, we had Robbie Gaffney on the show one night, and he was telling me about going into Brian's office to have a chat. And his office there was just paperwork everywhere of analytics of teams and opponents, and he could tell you everything about any team, even on those trips to Europe and stuff like that. He knew every single team inside out and was meticulous in his preparation. Like, yeah, I oh, know, honest to God, no, it didn't bother me really. The team talks, but um, like some of the lads be nearly nodding off in the corner. Team talk would come on, like if we were playing bowls, we play bowls 
particularly Shells. Now, Shells was the big one. The intensity when we played them was was ridiculous. The team to go up two or three gears with Brian, you know. But um, you could be you could be nearly an hour and a half in a team talk. We'd meet we'd meet in the the school up the road from Tolka, and the lads would be oh geez, we're going into this team talk now. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> and, <clears throat> he'd literally give you a rundown on the, on their last five six games. Who played substitutions? Well. The shape when it changed when the shape changed like everything everything each player strengths weaknesses and it go on and go on and you'd be going like brian i've played this lad about 20 times i know his strengths i know his weak we need to recap we need to recap <laughs> the intensity was was unbelievable yeah. but it kept you on your toes but now he was just his knowledge of the game was, was brilliant and he, he obviously he had um had no no royally there and Noel would be of the same is is his knowledge and how he just kept things very simple. You could be getting the run around in a game and a half time we go, No, listen, I'm struggling on this. And he goes, Listen, boom, 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 do this, that. And it was amazing. It was all simple, but it worked. You know what I mean? And yeah, the two of them worked really well together. Um always had had the, the huge amount of respect for from the team. It, with, with the way they set up and the way they conducted themselves, how professional they were, it was brilliant. Yeah, so three leagues, three leagues with St. Pat's and an FAI Super Cup with them as well. What's, what's your memories of the, the, the three leagues, the three league wins? Um, the first one, uh, I think it was two, two out of the three, I actually didn't, wasn't on the pitch when we won. Um, the first one, Dundalk, I was due to play. I was I was in the team to play, and then obviously we had a cup final. I think two weeks after that game, or three weeks after that game, and we were travelling. We stopped in Ashbourne for uh, for pre-match, and my hamstring was a bit tight. And I just mentioned it to Brian. This is hamstring's a little bit tight after training the other night. You know, and he, that's it. You're not playing. And I said, "I'll be all right. We'll get through it." No, you won't. We've a cup final. He just was focused on the cup final because yeah. we hadn't won it in so long, obviously. But uh, he said, "No, no, you're not playing. You're not playing." So uh, I went fair enough. So I didn't play in that game. Obviously, it was ner- the nerves on the touchline. I mean, I'm not a good person for watching games. I'd rather be playing in them, you know. Yeah. So uh, it was great to get the win and we win the league and it was it was. Let's just say it was a late night that night. Um, the the other two, obviously, Gordon the goal down in Kilkenny, the screamer that I think the divot hit the pit hit the goal before the ball hit the goal. But listen, they went in. Um, that was a, that was a special night because nobody expected us to win the league. Like how how sh- everybody thought shells would just do the job against Dundalk, and uh, it just got very nervous towards the end. Of that game because you you knew you knew by the the atmosphere in the ground that Dundalk were beating shells and we're drawn with Kilkenny and you're going oh if we if we lose the league on drawn with Kilkenny who were relegated that year it would have been oh, shocking but anyway we got the job done and then obviously the last one I think we won it against Bray another one that I was injured for and uh, tried so hard to get back for that I done my knee ligaments and. Uh, Booker was the manager and it was just, no, you're not playing. And 
that was hard. It was hard to win three leagues and you're only on the pitch for one of them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Sure, that happens. Yeah. Um, then then the move came to, uh, to... First of all, before we get into the move to Bray, back to Bray, um, the move from left of midfield into mm. central midfield, um, what, what was the thinking behind that? How did that come yeah. about and what was your thinking on it? Well, what happened was... Um, I played centre midfield in um, in Doncaster, but they they'd flip me. They play me wide left in the middle, so. But I always felt I could do a job in there. So when I came back, Brian, obviously I need to get fit. So this was brought. Obviously you'd have to ask Brian why he threw me in there. But we we had a trapper, you know John Tracy. So John was the captain. He played middle of the park and. Um, for six months so he was there um, and then the start of the following season uh, Trapper couldn't Trapper couldn't we were playing wayside up and wayside in a pre-season friendly and Trapper wasn't there so we threw me into the middle of the park I think we won 3-0 and I scored twice um, played really well in the middle of the park and he left me in there from that day on yeah, I was reading. I was reading. I was going back through an article there the other day in the Irish Times uh, by journalist Jerry Tormley, and he said uh, a create. You were described as a creative player with an eye for spectacular goals, and he uh, he compared you. He called you Haji, and compared you to the great Romanian footballer um, at the time. So at, the, at this stage, you were at the top of your game. Like this was yeah. a, this was um these were serious um accolades to be to be said about you from a journalist you know yeah yeah Jerry Jerry was um got on really well with Jerry you know um obviously he went into the rookie then didn't he yeah but no but it's it's like I said if you have so many shots if you have 40 shots one or two are going to go in aren't they so and everybody yeah, just re- remembers the, the 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 spectacular ones like you know but um no, listen. I, I'm always of that 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 opinion. If you don't buy a ticket, you won't win win the raffle. So, and around the box, I used to do the lads' heads in because I'd be just looking to have a a, a smack, you know. Yeah, around, around two thousand, then the the um a little bit of a, a disagreement with Pat Dolan, which made the fans absolutely furious when you when you decided to uh, move on. What was the, what yeah, was the I, background I, to that? Yeah. Um, I'd 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 a year left on my contract. I actually had a testimonial that that year, and the previous season, I got I got on well with Pat, but um, I just it's a hard one to call. You know, um, there was no actual fallout between me and him um, I just didn't agree with certain things that were going on at the time and I just felt no I need a change here you know otherwise I would have fallen out with him um, and I mean I would have loved to stay out my testimonial but um, I spoke to Pat Devlin actually that summer I was away in Spain and I ended up playing golf with Pat we bumped into Pat and he says what are you doing next year and I says I think my time's done done with Pat's and I don't want to fall out with them 
you know. So he said, "Listen, I'll have a chat with, with Pat Dolan and see if he's willing to 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 sell you." You know, so um, the deal was done, uh, and I and I moved on. You know, yeah. uh, probably moved on maybe a year or two years too early. I think I could have had another two years, but uh, I just felt it was the it was the time. I think things would have turned sour, and I'd had such a great time there. I didn't want to. Didn't want it to go sour at all, you know, with the supporters, with the people involved with the club. Um, I just felt you know, nice to go leave on a high, and then no one can no one can have a go at you then, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the the move back to Bray then, how how did you feel about that? Was this like the sort of this was the beginning chapter of a book of the story of Eddie Gormley? Was this going back then? This is where the last chapter should be. Yeah, I, I I always genuinely always had it in my head that there would have been there would have been only one club I would have left Pats from for and that that would have been Bray, you know. Yeah. Um I always said even in my Pats days, when I finish, I'll I'll finish at Bray. Because I mean Pats and I'm not being disrespectful to Bray, uh Pats at the time, if you weren't at the top of your game, you were moved on and I knew that would come to me one day as well. And I, I, it just was a matter of when. So I, I always planned to finish finish my time with, with Bray, you know. Yeah. And thankfully I got as well. I think it was five, six seasons out of Bray. Yeah, absolutely. How how did the Bray that you went back to compare to the Bray that you originally left? <laughs> but the, the totally different club, different level of professionalism. Like, I mean, you're going from 87 to 2000. Do you know what I mean? There's going to be changes. But I actually feel that we, we, we missed an opportunity to win the league that year. And we could have won the league that year. And we'd, we'd some, we'd a great squad with Jason Bourne and uh, players like that, you know. And uh, I think what killed us was we lost games to, to teams that were relegated that year, the likes of Finn Harps. Um, I think Kilkenny. I don't think we beat Kilkenny that year either, but we were we were playing the likes of Bowes, beating them four nothing. Even Pats, we beat Pats four one. You know, two one. I think in 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 Chicago as well, and we did, we had a good side, but unfortunately that that year we uh, we we let it slip uh, against the so called weaker weaker teams. You know, um. So that that was. That was disappointing because you finish the season and you go, I can't believe we, we could have won that league, you know? Yeah, it certainly felt like the one that got away without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. Talk to me then about the move into management. Yeah, what was... I, I, I always remember my last game ever was against UCD. I think it was 36, 37, whatever. And... Pat had asked me the previous year. He says, uh, what are you doing? I says, now nah, I'm finished. I'm done. I'm retiring. And he says, well, come on the coaching staff and we'll sign you as a player. And I said, what are you signing me as a player? Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, there's no way. Because you know yourself, there's younger lads that are running past you. And I just go, no, this isn't for me. I, I need to get out now. So I said, no, I'm not going to sign as a player, but I'll go on the coaching staff. So he says, I'll just sign the form just in case we get a few injuries, you know. So anyway, this particular day, 
I was on the coaching staff and I picked them up. We were playing UCD up in in, in the old the old pitch, you know, Belfield. And we're on the way up and he says, oh, we're down a few bodies. We've no experience on the bench. Will you go on the bench? And I says, Pally, I haven't done a training session in three months. And he goes, just sit on the bench. And I says, I'll sit on the bench, but I'm not going on. <laughs> so anyway, we, got, we were we were one nil up. And with about 15 minutes to go, and do you remember a lad called Wes Charles? Wes made two of the biggest mistakes you'll ever see in your life, and all of a sudden, bang, bang, we're 2-1 down. And he goes, listen, I need you to go on. And I'm saying, you've got another three lads there. <laughs> now, listen, go on. Just stay wide left. Don't expect you to run past the, the, the fullback. Just get it and just put it in. Put balls in, you know? So he says, right, Okay onto the pitch literally ran from the touchline towards the centre circle and ripped me groin I hadn't even kicked the ball and it pulled me groin and I went oh my god what am I going to do here <laughs> so the next thing is five minutes to go we get a free kick right in front of the dugout and there'll be a lad called Kieran on the left footer I says Reiner get over there and swing that in so of course Reiner's going over and next minute Pat's shouting no, Reiner get off it Eddie Eddie you put it in. And I go, I don't have the heart to tell him I've just pulled me groin. So I put the ball down, swung it in, put a great ball in, to be fair, for someone to rip groin. And I could feel it tear again as I hit the ball. Two minutes later, what happens? Same thing again. Free kick right in front of the dugout. And I go, at this stage now, I'm limping. And he's going to tell him, Ryan, I get off. Eddie, get on it and put it. So I put another one in, totally ripped it. We ended up losing the game 2-1. I couldn't hardly walk, get into the car. He's with me, driving home. And I said, I'll tell you now, Pat, don't ever ask me to get onto a pitch again. And he says, don't worry, I won't. You're absolutely shy. <laughs> I went, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, what and a then, story. <laughs> yeah, the following year, I think Pat, Pat was, was going to, with the international team. Um, and, Tony McGork took over the team and I was upgraded to assistant manager. So um, then obviously Tony stepped away later on that season and I took it over. I think with about six or seven games to go and managed to, to keep them up. Excellent. Brilliant. Great story. Love the story. <laughs> and I can, I can I imagine, imagine I, him on the sideline giving you an awful time and you're limping around. Absolutely fantastic. Well, <laughs> we couldn't walk for about eight weeks. It was a bit. Yeah. So how is how is um how is coaching and managing at the moment? What's what's happening for you at the moment? Yeah, we're back back out in Bray. Um finished the pre-season. Pre-season's gone really well. Um I think we, we beat Rovers. Um lost lost the Rovers and Bowers and draw by the odd goal and then drew with Derry there on, on Friday, one all. So Things are going well. Um, it'll be a difficult season because some good teams in it. Yeah. But um, all you can do is your best. So we'll have them prepared and ready to go on Friday against Cork. Yeah, they were so unlucky last season as well, weren't they, in fairness? Yeah, they were really. I mean, getting past the good, getting past Galway and then I don't, I, I watched the game. Um, I just don't think they, they performed on, on the night and it happens, you know, be it nerves or 
what have you it's a final it's a one one leg playoff and they were unfortunately they, they, they missed out you know yeah absolutely is uh, is James still down there helping out with the coaching James Keddy no James gone, gone to Longford with um, oh, okay Gary Oh, so okay. yeah, very good. I wasn't so, sure whether he was still there or not. Um, so as I said, you yeah, at the start, we have a few questions that come in from our viewers. We always let them know when we're having a guest on, so they send in a couple of viewers. So the first two are fairly handy enough. Yeah. So the the toughest player you played against, and your favorite player that you played with or against. Okay, so toughest player I played against. I'm I'm going off League of Ireland here now. Yeah. Some some good ones there, Alan Reynolds, Tom McNulty. Um but the one I didn't like playing against because he was just absolute quality was Tony Sheridan. Yeah. Sheridan would do nothing and then all of a sudden he was capable of doing at the drop of a hat doing something special to win a game. So on that on that side probably Sheryl. Um best I played with have to be Ozo. Yeah. Just give the arse the ball, like, and then if you're in trouble, just give it to Ozo. You get the arse out there and then you'll keep the ball, you know. But he was he was quality and you know, his his knowledge of the game was excellent as well. well you know. Yeah. Plus his desire to win. Brilliant. Excellent. And we've one final question for you, and this is one that you always have to think about. If you could spend an evening and have a meal with any person past or present alive or have passed doesn't have to be a footballer can be anyone who would it be yeah Muhammad Ali great answer great answer <laughs> and, and why <laughs> just growing up um, just what, like when he was fighting watching him I just loved his confidence his arrogance and just I just loved everything about him just thought he was he was some sportsman what he achieved you know yeah and right. obviously the barriers he would have had to break down to achieve that like was yeah. he was just an awesome man in my book great you know? great choice and i'd say he was the kind of man as well with the with the uh the promotion that he could do for himself he talked you into paying for the meal as well i'd say without you realizing oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just i funny a funny character a nice yeah. Just a nice man. Seemed a really nice, nice man for someone that went in and knocked the heads off people. <laughs> yeah, he was just seemed a lovely, lovely man. Great storyteller and um, just a great character. I'd say. Yeah, brilliant. Well, listen. Good luck for the rest of the season. Um, hope it all works out well for you and everything goes great. Thanks a million for taking the time to come on. It's been an absolute pleasure sharing some of the stories and the moves and all that kind of stuff. Love listening to these lookbacks at the League of Ireland and stuff like that. Fantastic. So really appreciate it. Um, as we'll let you know, it is the upper tier on YouTube. If you want to head over there and subscribe to it, audio versions of the show will be on Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. Let us know your comments down here. If you have any questions or anything for Eddie, we'll put them to him when we release the show. And uh, if you want to contact the show, you'll get us on the upper tier podcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram, the upper tier. Eddie, an absolute pleasure. And thanks a million for taking the time. Not a bother. Lovely, lovely talking to you. I'm sure no doubt we'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Cheers, bud. <laughs>